All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we know, we're on the Vlogger's Extravaganza right now, hanging out in the atrium, and uh, we have a guest. TX Pepito is with us. Uh, you know, we've seen him. We see him in the in the in the live streams with the ship show and everything. And we were just sitting around, kind of talking a little bit of cruising. So I was like, hey, why don't we fire up the mics? And uh, TX, welcome to the show, man. Hey, hey, pleasure's all mine. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So. You, you, how long, when did you book this cruise? Oh, wow, I think we booked it probably like two years ago, I want to say. Like, it's, it's been kind of on and off, but I believe it was like two plus years. Okay. And who are some of your favorites? Who are you here to see? Oh, of course, John from the ship show, uh, Lita Loca, Tony, you. It was a bucket list for me. Um, now, yeah, I got, the, I got the five. I'll slip you to five for saying that. Okay, okay, no, no, it's a 20, it's a 20. <laughs> um, Wanda, I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. Everybody's on here. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that I could you know kill a lot of birds with one stone yeah, yeah. so um it was it's it's always a pleasure well, we were just talking too it can be a little overwhelming there's so many people and uh you know you're just walking around bumping into people it could be like oh wow there's that one there's that there's this one there's that yeah. one it seems like last couple of years a lot of them popped up huh yeah yeah it seems like there's there's quite a few more we've learned about a couple more people on here uh, i subscribed a couple um but yeah it's, it's, there's a lot of them on here so it's great Totally. Great. So, what are you looking forward to for this cruise? What are you know? It's, it's technically day three, or I would say two and a half, based on the first day being embarkation day. What do you think as far as the next uh, four days or so? What do you got planned? Well, honestly, we booked this trip for the people, okay. so we we've been to these ports probably a couple hundred times. So I'm I'm all here just to sit down and like right now have yeah. a conversation and just kind of introduce myself. Okay, you, you said a couple of hundred times. How, how, how experienced of a cruiser are you? Oh, I mean, uh, I, I think seasoned is more than five, I yeah. would say. So I'm, I'm around 10 to 12, and I have like seven more booked. Oh. So I have five for this year. Um, I'm more of a celebrity kind of cruise liner, but, you know, uh, a cruise is a cruise, so I don't discriminate. Yeah, I got a lot of listeners. Shout out to Scott, a lot of people who... Uh, Sing the praises of celebrity very, very much. What do you like most about celebrity? Oh, man, I, they, I can't put it. I don't have enough time to talk about it. <laughs> um, the, the service, the food, the everything in general is just overwhelming. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'd rather, you know, there's some cruise lines that do nickel and dime you for a lot of things. You're, and sitting, on, you're, you're sitting on one? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> you want water? Yeah, that's $20. <laughs> but, um... No, I like for celebrity, everything's included, and it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. I like it. I've never done a celebrity, but one thing I do always see is that you know everybody's social media that night and the atrium where they do that thing where the uh, the, the the show bartender type thing oh, yes. happens is that like a ceremonious night of the cruise, like a highlight? Yes. Well, they do it every night. Well, I think it depends on the ship, but they do do it every night. It's the uh, Martini Bar, and um, yeah, it's a quick 10, 15 minute show, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, everybody gets together. I mean, the martini bar period is awesome. Like, it's just, they have a lot of different uh, drinks and things you can get there, but yeah, I, I love it. Hey, yo, all aboard and welcome. It's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USBI, is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent, cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink package and we're maxing it out. Everybody come on, I said sound that horn, cause we gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Yeah. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live from any guesses Do we have a guess? I'll let you know, you could pause this right now if you want to take a guess But are we ready? 3, 2, 1 The Baccarat Room in the casino in a docked Norwegian breakaway off the coast of Costa Maya, Mexico. That's where we are. That's where. That's the story, guys. That's where we are. That's where I'm just very, very isolated right now. I was just in Starbucks doing some show prep, but now here we go. So, yeah, man, this was interesting. Uh, as we know, and as I said it to you guys, you know, I, I did have some trepidation. 
I had a little buyer's remorse when we were talking about booking this cruise, and not because I didn't think I'd have a good time, obviously, just because of the fact that, you know, all the stuff that's involved as far as the drive goes, as far as the spending the money goes, as far as the cruise coming up right after this goes, and it was just a lot of moving parts, but as usual, you know, you just got, it's, <sighs> I mean, when have you regretted not participating well i'm sorry one of you regretted participating right so you end up you know have the drink do the dance take the trip take the trip is the common one eat the food whatever do that's a song you know what i mean i hope you dance there's a the, what's her name martina mcbride is that who sings it but it's a song and, and it's basically i hope you dance and dance is a euphemism for just doing the things living the life and i'm here and it's basically across the board what i expected it to be and i'll first say this trip is already a win and again patreon people i do apologize by the way uh, thank you for participating along all the patreon people yes i did take you guys for a little bit of a ride last night listen everybody who listens to me knows that you know there's a uh, occasions where i could sort of maybe uh be mistaken for becoming uh unhinged at certain times especially on cruises especially when uh you know my my, my favorite uh spirit great goose is involved so i played into that a little bit and i kind of acted like there was going to be like uh, like i was in the middle of a a, a drama or something or i was in the middle of i had a conflict i kind of just painted a picture and i knew i was going to do that part too i knew i was going to intro it and do a lead up and a build up for so long that you guys were going to be yelling at the speaker saying okay just get to it tell us what happened give it to it. so that's what i did on the patreon and yes it was a joke it was a gag it was a it was all for 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 fun but seemed like it was fairly well received you guys got a kick out of it nobody seemed to take it too bad although uh (laughs) sherry was said she was crying (laughs) as i was describing my current situation she said she was crying i don't know if it warranted a a, a full-on cry but i did you know expect like i said to uh brian i said i commented on his thing i was just like yeah uh some people were concerned but i guarantee no people were surprised anyway uh where was i so yeah so the trip is already a win because of the fact that i got to spend one night in new orleans and i will say that's what i was going to say you know backing up the tangent apologize to the patreon people because there will be a little bit of repetition i gotta you know feed feed the cones a little bit with the experience stuff coming in and yeah so the drive was crazy uh the drive was long obviously you know when you're doing a cruise like this and you're thinking about making that type of a trip you're thinking about all the other things and you know 11 and a half 12 hour drive is not necessarily going to be pleasant but also at the same time you're like i'll knock it out it's going to be but then when you're in it yeah it's a little brutal especially having to stop off the side of the road to record the amped radio show and uh that was kind of fun so that's where we were at with that i did stop i was trying to see a friend of mine jessica in pensacola but it just wasn't going to happen it was already like 10 30 11 i still had about two and a half hours before i got to pensacola she was saying too like she's like i'll i'll wait up you know but i was like what are we gonna do we're gonna do 12 30 at night it's it's over it's not gonna happen for it for this for this trip uh so i did stop and i didn't feel like driving through the swamp in the dead of night for another three hours you know so i did stop at around 10 30 11 o'clock at a uh holiday inn express in uh, tallahassee i was surprised to see that tallahassee uh, was a little kind of Cajun too, or New Orleans, whatever it is. They had a sports bar that bar that said "Go something," and it was G E A U X team or something like that. And there was like a lot of Mardi Gras beads throughout, and it was interesting. It was interesting. So that was just quick. I just you know spent the night there. Then I was back on the road. Had a great breakfast. I, it was a very like country style hotel, and you could tell that everything they did. Now it was no Der Dutchman out in sarasota it wasn't no dirt but i will say when i got up and i went to the continental breakfast there was something about the scrambled eggs and yeah i know time it's scrambled eggs how good could it be but you're looking at these scrambled eggs and there was just a fluffiness to them and a color color to them and a brightness to them and i was like all in 
By the way, the show's an acquired taste. If you're listening for the first time or the first couple of times, a lot of people say, you know, uh, Tommy, you go off a little bit. Tommy, we don't like your accent. Tommy, you, uh, I believe, you got, you, I get, you know, you talk too much. <laughs> Which to me is a funny one. What am I supposed to do? All right, let me take a break. No, I'm not going to do that to you guys. But anyway, so it's an acquired taste. A lot of times people do not like the show. Listen, listen to me right now on this ship. Again, people probably get mad. Why do you keep telling everybody it's an acquired taste? I'm walking around this cruise ship, and the people that I meet, which we'll talk about uh, in a little while, they're saying, Tommy, when you say you're an acquired taste, we don't like when you keep saying that, but you're a freaking acquired taste. We were in the beginning, we were like, I don't know about this guy, but we kept listening. So that's what it is. If you're new to the show, hang in there and listen to a couple of episodes and, you know, maybe you'll become invested in the whole Always Be Booked, you know, the thing we do. We have a Facebook page too, Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's a group on Facebook. That's where we connect, we interact, we have some fun, we answer questions, we break each other's chops, we post pictures, we post videos, all that type of thing. And it's a lot of fun. So definitely check that out if you feel like it and um it's nice it's nice we like we like what we do out there but what i will say so the scrambled eggs we're talking about scrambled eggs that's why i got off on that tangent because i realized um you know it's a cruise podcast and we're talking about scrambled eggs but hey this show as you know does what it does it does what it does so i i just had to try some and then if you're up there, I mean, if you're up there because, you know, you, 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 what do they say? You come for the scrambled eggs, but you stay for the turkey sausage and sausage gravy. Now, the turkey sausage, again, when you hear the word turkey sausage, turkey bacon, turkey, anything that's not turkey, I know the alarms go off. You know, Mitch Hedberg, the comedian. Uh, the one famous one-liner comedian. If you want to laugh your ass off, look up Mitch Hedberg. He's a one-liner comedian, and would just kind of come up with observations. One joke would have nothing to do with the next joke, the next joke after that. And uh, he he always kind of his delivery was like stoner, and he was like, "Hey, ever go to the grocery store? I just wish turkey would just be itself." And stop trying to be all the other cold cuts. Because it's funny. Because you see turkey bologna, turkey ham, tur- turkey everything. You know what I mean? That was the turkey. Now it's cauliflower. Everything's switching up to cauliflower. But, uh, so this turkey sausage. And that's what it was labeled. If you wouldn't have labeled turkey sausage on that thing, I would have never thought it was turkey sausage. Because it was absolutely, dare I say, delectable. There was like, and this is how I know too, because I'm sitting there in a room, in a in a country continental breakfast room with about 19 other country continental people, and we're just eating this breakfast, and we're all just kind of like looking around the room at each other, like, is this damn good scrambled eggs and turkey sausage with sausage gravy and grits? I didn't have the grits. I left the grits home, and I like a grit. I'm, I'll enjoy a good grit, but I didn't do the grits on this one, but. Everything else was ridiculous. It was a, we just were all like, oh, and they were trying to identify the spices in the turkey sausage. People were like, well, this is dang good turkey sausage. I'll tell you what. Now, did I upset everybody? I didn't mean to kind of like um, uh, be, be uh, what's the word? Uh, 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 culturally insensitive when I did that accent right there. I know accents nowadays, they're not, listen, what are we doing here? Anyway, I got on the road. To take this show on the road, right, Tommy? So I got on the road, and then we have half two. So it was basically Tallahassee's basically split right down the middle between the between the drive, and then I ended up continuing on, and then I ended up getting into New Orleans. I don't know what was it about four thirty in the afternoon, I think. Went to this place called the Wyndham Garden Barone Plaza. Now I did not know where this was. I looked on the map. You know, if you've ever gone on Priceline.com, they have a feature where you could just click on the map and then you could see where you are in relation to where you want to be. And usually you just look for a cheapest name brand hotel that you've heard of and you'll probably be in pretty decent shape. This was by at least $40, $50 cheaper than anything that I'd heard of. So I was pretty, you know, the, the base price was like 105 for the night. Ended up after taxes and everything else, it ended up being like 130 or whatever it was. So I didn't know. I don't know what I was getting involved with. But just rolling into this city... Guys, 
I don't need to be over the top. You guys know I've gone to a lot of cities. I've traveled. I've lived. I've not only visited, I've lived in multiple cities. You want to do the recap? Let's do it. I've lived in Philly. I've lived in Pontiac outside of Detroit. I've lived in Pittsburgh. I've lived in West Palm Beach. Where else did I live? I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. I lived in a good amount of places. And then we'll get into the places I visited for a weekend or more. Let's not do it. Let's not list that. That's crazy. But I'm going to tell you, rolling into New Orleans, I have feelings for New Orleans. Like like, like a schoolboy. Like literally like a schoolboy. I, fe- I, I fell in love with this city right away. It has... You know what it is? I, t- I compared it a lot to Pittsburgh on the Patreon, and I got a little bit deeper in that. But it is. It's like it's it's like if Pittsburgh was cool, it would be New Orleans. You know what I mean? Obsessed with football, throwback, old city, very old city. But you know, it had everything. It had the party vibe to it. It had a big city yet small town feel. If that makes any sense. And you got to tell me if it makes sense, because I'm not the guy. I'm the guy who does the podcast. I'm not the guy who judges the podcast. You got to tell me, does that make sense? It's a big city, big buildings, you know, but it's small town feel. Over near Jackson Square, I didn't even see Jackson Square till the second day. So I broke my one day. I broke my one day in New Orleans into three different three different segments. One was going to be the first dinner meal. Then I was going back. I was going back to the, to, the, to the hotel. The second part of it was going to be the night out. Boom, that's done. And the third, that's the beauty of me being a guy who has no interest in being early on a cruise ship. For a guy like me, New Orleans was great. Because that's the day I got my Cafe Dumont in. And I got my Muffaletta. And New York, Philly, Boston... Why are we not doing muffalettas? You know, in Philly, New York, Boston, the king of the Italian Northeast, uh, you know, foodie and cold cut and Italian deli game. If somebody introduces a muffaletta in New York City, they're going to make themselves some money. It's interesting. You know what I mean? Now, the problem is here. Here's the, here's the floor with the sandwich. The floor. Now, that's me saying F-L-A-W. Because some of you might, the way I talk, may think I was talking about what you walk on. But no, the flaw with the sandwich is that it can be so much better than it is. The key to the muffaletta is the olive paste, the olive salad. There's like an olive salad, and I still have not researched yet, and I will find out what the hell's in that damn thing. Of course it's olives, we know that. And uh, oil and vinegar and that type of thing. But it's basically like an Italian hero with some cold cuts uh, with... Uh, olive bread, uh, olive salad. I'm sorry, people are staring at me. Uh, olive salad on top of that. And then the weird thing is, is that every time I've seen the muffaletta made, the cold cuts are sitting there having been pre-cut. Same thing with the slices of cheese on there. And guys, you know, New Orleans people tell me I'm taken away from the authenticity of this by suggesting it, but they're Stop with the let New York handle the bread, please. Can we can we can we let New York just take let New York and New Jersey let us handle the bread? You guys do everything. There's muffaletta, the salad, everything. Emerald, I've seen you do it too. I've seen Emerald do like a muffaletta pasta, and uh, that was pretty freaking amazing. It looked pretty freaking amazing. Uh, but the thing is, is that the bread is weird. It's like if 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 you looked at a piece of cake. And if you turn that cake, the shape of the piece of cake, into bread, that's what it would be. And there's seeds on it, but it's like very, very soft. It's like your shitty grocery store that makes its own bread. But they don't really make that good of bread like the deli does or the um, the bakery does. That's what kind of bread it is. And then they open it up, and it's like this ultra soft white bread. They open it up, and now it's two discs. It's like a disc. Now they open it, it's got two things, looks like two pies, and then they start make building the sandwich. And they reach into a reach-in, and they just start layering the already cut uh, pepperoni, the prosciutto, the, the ham, the salami, uh, and all the Italian cold cuts on there. And then they put both the provolone and the mozzarella cheese on there. And then they put the olive paste on. 
and then they put the other top of the sandwich back on it and then they cut it like it would be a pie so it's got like little wedges the sandwiches are like four wedges and that's what it's meant to be we're going in on the muffaletta huh i'm sorry about that guys but uh it's a delicious sandwich but if you just basically just added the olive paste to a regular italian hero i think you'd have something but it was still delectable that's all you could say had a po' boy. I uh, went to this place called Mother's that was highly recommended. Absolutely delicious. I made a little uh, Instagram uh, reel on the Always Be Booked Instagram page on that. A little voiceover. A little, little voiceover Jackson with that. And it was good. So really, really good. Uh, I'm going to go back to Mother's because they got this other po' boy that's got the ham, roast beef, and it's called Debris. You had me at debris. I know what you mean by debris. Nobody had to explain it to me. I don't know. But I'm a slob. So I know what you mean when you're talking about debris. You're talking about that shrapnel that's sitting on the bottom of the gravy when you make your uh, roast beef. When you roast your roast beef, debris has to be that thing that's sitting on the bottom that you could scoop up and basically put in there and basically make it, uh, you know. Make, make, make it from that. That's all I'm saying. So what what uh, what else is it? So the other thing is I um, got the beignets. Beignets is what you call it from Cafe Dumont. I got the Cafe Olay. And then it was it. Walked around a little bit more. I looked at the clock. It was 2, 2.15. And it's time to cruise. And the beauty of this, guys, the beauty of it is I'm at Cafe Dumont. I type in the Julia Street Cruise Terminal terminal into the directions. Oh, six minutes. Six minutes. Get in the car and drive there. Yeah, bang you, $150 for the freaking uh, parking. Pay up front. Leave the car outside. Walk a half mile to the cruise ship. But still, other than that, pretty damn convenient. And uh, yeah, so I got on the ship. This is what I will say about this cruise ship. Um, Norwegian. We all know what they've been doing lately. And they've been uh, dubiously in the news for having cut a bunch of, uh, a bunch of the, um, the, 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 what do they do? The room stewards, right? So they say, we're going to do one turn down service a night. That's it. And then what that's going to allow them to do is to fire half their staff and lower the wages or whatever else they did to the entertainment, all that stuff. So let's just say you're going to do that. You know people are going to have their eye on you. You know you're going to be up in a up up. Everybody's going to be up in arms, just waiting for something to go wrong. The perception is that you're cutting cost, and your, I guess, pushback on that is going to have to be, yeah. But you guys are not going to know the difference. We're making these cuts so we can sustain. We all understand that the cruise lines are in a tough spot, but is. The cha- are the changes that they make going to affect the guest experience? And that's the million-dollar question. Get on the cruise ship. Go to go to my room. Get to deck 11. There's an army of people. Uh, I just exaggerated. But I put a picture up. But there was at one point more people than that. I didn't get it at its height. But there was just a, a, a elevator area full of people. Sitting on the stairs. Sitting around. Just waiting I find out that we can't go into our rooms yet. And I felt bad for these people because I had just gotten on the ship, right? So if I just got on the ship, these people have been there for how long? Yeah, I'm sure. But they had their bags. It looked like they really needed to get into the room. Yeah, there were probably people who just like had their plan. Listen, I'm not carrying anything on. I'm going right to the pool deck. And that was it. So I waited sitting. I sat there for about 20, 25 minutes and waited. I didn't necessarily mind i'm just talking about the perception you know for me i always say to you guys i don't feel that the vacation starts until the mustard drill is over so i'm not in the mode where i feel like i'm missing anything and uh and that's it so i hung out and then they finally let us in and then we had to go to the mustard drill and the mustard drill yes it's back and better than ever 500 people in a freaking theater uh so this is going to be a little bit of a ranty type of thing guys i'm on a cruise you guys know that i'm on a cruise and i am having an absolutely amazing time okay but what i do you guys know about that you know we're on a cruise and you know we're gonna have fun 
But what do you want to hear? You want to hear some details. So if it sounds like I'm being ranty and complaining, it's only because you know about the good stuff. Yes, the goose is flowing. Yes, the party's happening. Yes, we're having an absolute blast. I didn't even talk about Bourbon Street night yet. And we'll do that at the end. Remind me. If you guys don't mind, remind me at the end. We'll talk about the night before in Bourbon. Because on Bourbon, because that... It's just one of the ten reasons that I have feelings, legitimate, like 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 butterflies for this city of New Orleans. If this was twelve years ago, ten years ago, maybe uh, there would be an argument. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I would have moved here. There, sorry. I'm not saying I would have moved there, but it would have crossed my mind. Now it's not happening. This ship has sailed. But ten years ago, I may have looked into it. I may have been up my boss's ass a little bit and been like, hey, listen, here's what we got to open and here's where we got to open it uh, because this place is not like the others. That's all I could say. I've never been to a place like that. But um, so the mustard drill was crazy. It, it was just, you know, you got to I sat down because there was no more spots for my particular mustard drill. So I went into another set of seats, you know, where I was I was I was. Uh, a5 I went into B2 and sat there because I was earlier than most people I was earlier than I usually was so then everybody else you know there were people literally standing at the stage there were people who could not get a seat the theater was so busy that there were people who could not get a seat at the mustard drill it was nuts and uh that's it that's it with that so then uh, the party started. That's it. We had some fun. We went to the sail away party with uh, all the vloggers, met a bunch of people. Still haven't seen Tony on this ship, and I still haven't met Don. I'm very, very uh, much looking forward to do that, doing that. And uh, other than that, yeah, hanging out with the guys. Did dinner with Wanda uh, from uh, Cruising with Food, and that was that was awesome. We went to a place called the Raw Bar, and yeah, it was raw, and it was a bar, and the food was good. And there'll be an Instagram reel coming out about that. And uh, what else? Last night was a pretty late night. Big shout out to AJ. Had a great time hanging out with AJ for a couple of hours and his uh, lovely wife, Melody. And then a couple of our listeners came by and, the, and the, the, the five of us just chatted for a while. We had a great time and then walked around, caught back up with the crew and everybody at Oshihan's and, you know, the rooster and everybody. And we, we sat down and we ate till deep into the night. There was freaking sand in my salad. You ever get that when, you know, you'll be biting a salad or eating a salad and there'll be like a little bit of a sandy type of bite in? Usually you have one and, you know, depending upon whether you're an animal or not, you swallow it or you remove it from your mouth. Uh, I, I swallowed. I swallowed it. But then every freaking bite had like sandy like residue in it. I was like, oh, I don't really complain because I, I can't get a refund. I don't want a refund. There's no money back. It's free. But we had a good time and we stayed there till like 4.30 in the morning and that was that was cool. And then, uh, this is it, man. It's crazy. All these vloggers and bloggers and who knows what. They are so busy running around. It was cool. I met Sharon and I met Jamie. And, uh, oh, Bourbon Street was phenomenal because I just planned on going out. I just planned on... I will talk about... I told you. I asked you. Can you remind me about Bourbon Street after? We'll talk about that after. But it's it. So, uh, what else? Talk about the... We talked about the, um, the muffalata. Did about 15 minutes on the muffalata, didn't we? What else on the cruise? Oh, the studio cabin. Okay, so the studio cabin is not acceptable for me. Okay, if I'm going to try to do two things, two things worked against me. Now, under normal circumstances, could a studio cabin have worked for me? Possibly. There were two reasons why I could not make the studio cabin work this time. A, because it's a work trip and I'm working and I'm actually working. Shout out to the people who book cruises with me. Because they are key. This is what I had to do today, most of yesterday, and I absolutely freaking love it. I do. People saying where, you know, where come to this, go to that. Guys, the fact that I had to stay in my room, please, please understand that I'm being dead serious. The fact that it is such a, a, a privilege for me to be able to have to um, not go to things because I'm handling a couple of group cruises, a couple of uh, you know small 
small group cruises, not necessarily quite group cruises, but cruises that are almost group cruises, people extending uh, people into their multiple, three, four groups of people. And I'm having fun because it's giving me an opportunity to get better at what I do with this. And it's also keeping me busy and it's kind of getting me, it's giving me hope. It's giving me like a little bit of a reason to feel like I'm thriving as, as a just being busy. Being busy is a privilege. Like I told you, that was the best line my old boss said to me when, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to have a meeting with him. I have meetings with him, and his phone just keeps ringing and ringing and ringing, and he's handling this, that, this, that, and I'm sitting there. We're having a meeting. We had two minutes of meeting, but then he gets dragged out for two minutes, then another two minutes, back and forth, and I just finally said to him, like, dude, how do you deal with that phone? Like, what do you say? And he just stopped in his, in his tracks, like, hey, listen to me. When it stops ringing, that's when I have to worry, and I always remember that, and I and I, it, it means a lot to me, so I... I I'm so, so happy that I am busy and I'm in a position where I can take these calls and make these bookings. But this stateroom is not going to work. It's just too freaking small to A, be as packed and loaded down as I am because, like I said, we have the cruise with Beatrix. And uh, that's coming up in just a couple, just a day after this one ends. So I had to get, I, I couldn't short pack on this one. Second of all, I got my work stuff. I got my laptop. I got my microphone. I got everything. This one, this particular, let me know how it sounds. I'm on the lapel mic. The lapel mic I'm working with right now. Like I said, I didn't bust out the Yeti. I don't want to be the jerk off with a Yeti walking around the ship. That's a little too much. But I do have the lapel mic here, and I'm wondering if this is sounding okay. But So the studio cabin, I got bruises on me. I got cuts. I got bruises. I've walked into multiple things. They tried to be as efficient as possible. I love the bed. The bed is so cozy. You're in a corner, little nook. Like I was the type of guy that would sleep on a couch even though I had a bed. I just like fitting into fitting into shit. You know what I mean? And this is this padded walls. The whole walls are padded. And Beatrix was laughing because it's like a rubber room, like a like a like a you know protecting you from yourself in a psych ward or whatever. But I don't mind that part of it. But yes, the shower is its own little freaking tube that's randomly in the middle of the room and then the toilet is literally its own thing in a little room where you can close it and then the sink is basically maybe less than two feet away from the bed and yeah they think they're cute with the whole efficiency thing and the closet and the but you, you can't if you're going to use the, the desk is like an ironing board and if you're going to try to use the desk you can't slide the closet open so it's a mess. It really, really is a mess. It's not ideal for me, at least. Anyway, uh, the other thing is, guys, I always touted Norwegian as far as being so good for the single cruiser. And when I got on this very ship, what was it? Two, three years ago. And it was, I mean, what was done was, was phenomenal. They don't even use the solo lounge. Or maybe they do, but they don't publicize it at all. The single and solo meetup is not in that lounge. And that's a big thing. Because that lounge kind of was emblematic of the fact that, hey, you guys are solo cruises. And we're here for you. Here's this solo coordinator. Now, granted, I have not gone to any of the single meetups. They're in bliss. They're having them in bliss. And I bet you, I don't know this for a fact, I bet you there's not a solo coordinator. I mean, they're, cu- they're making us sit outside the staterooms that aren't getting cleaned up till 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on embarkation day. So what? W- why would you think that they would not cut the solo coordinator? But I don't have that confirmed. I got to get an answer from somebody to see if that's what's actually happening or not. Um, maybe I'll swing by there today and see what it looks like. What time is it? Oh, it's in seven minutes. So that may or may not happen. <laughs> but... Yeah, maybe I'll just uh, hit up the tail end of that. But what else here? Um, my check-in. I had issues with my check-in. Both things. I, I was late. I was late to the ship as always, but not the last one on. I was just on the later side, and then I just over overheard the people saying behind the desk, they're like, "Oh, look, they're looking at the 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 line or lack thereof." And I heard one saying to each other, they were like, uh, "Oh yeah, look at it now. It's getting down to the wire." Rome's that. 
I was like, yes, I'm here. If you see me here, you know it's down to the wire. You're almost going home. And then they started laughing. And then they checked me in because I wasn't able to check in. They wouldn't let me check in uh, because I tried to do it uh, later than 72 hours before the cruise. And because of that, I got shut down. So I had to check in at the port. They checked me in, except for the fact that they didn't. They didn't check me in. I go to get on the ship. I go to do anything on the ship. Day two, I didn't need to really do anything day one. The drink package worked, or they, it doesn't charge you anything, and that's really all I paid for, or I was gonna, or I was gonna use my card for, I should say, and there was no issues with that. Find out yesterday, I start trying to use my, trying to get my Starbucks, whatever. They tell me you gotta go uh, get services. Your card doesn't work. Then I get a note on my door: your emergency contact is an update. I'm like, what the hell did I do with the port? They didn't even have a picture for me. They had to retake the picture of me to match me up with the, you know, my sign-in cell. I was like, I checked in. Like, how did I get on the ship if I didn't check in? They're like, yes, sir, we understand. Do we want to fix this or not? I'm like, yes, I do want to fix it. But I certainly don't want to stand in the... Because the guest... You guys know. The guest services line. And on the ship, the guest services line. If you think they're cutting the freaking... Uh, the womb stewards, they're cutting everything. Because this line on day two was all the way through the atrium. And... uh yeah, but again, I'm just giving you guys the facts. I'm not hitting you with complaints, even though, yes, some people would complain about these types of things. I'm telling you what happened. I'm also telling you I'm chilling. I'm having a great time. It's a great work-life balance. This is, we're in Costa Maya right now. I have not gotten off the ship. Uh, it doesn't look like I really have intentions to. It doesn't look like that's happening. Um, what else? What else is there? What else can I talk to you about? About this? I think that's the cruise so far. That's what's going on with the cruise. Um, maybe we'll do a short one today, but I do want to cover a couple of other things. Is this still recording? I'm just checking to make sure this is still recording. Uh, a couple of quick pieces of news. I'm, I'm not going to do emails today because I'm just, you know, we're on the road. I'm kind of on the fly right here. Azamara, you guys know Azamara, Royal Caribbean International, the corporation has Azamara, it has Celebrity, and it has Royal Caribbean, and Azamara is their small luxury brand. Now, what a lot of people may or may not know is that they actually technically sold off two years ago. They're now owned by this company called Sycamore, and for the longest time, they were still honoring the loyalty I guess matching like so if you know if you have a loyalty if you're a pinnacle on celebrity you're a pinnacle on Royal Caribbean and they used to do the same thing for Azamara I guess they wanted to keep that branding going just the fact that it's cool kind of cool to say you have three cruise lines under your belt but I guess you know these loyalty things are getting a little crazy as you see all of these cruise lines trying to find ways to cut costs and to you know whatever just optimize their profitability i don't know if the, i'm not saying this is why this happened but i do know that they were honoring it with azamara for a very long time and it hasn't been under the royal caribbean umbrella for a little while now so now what you're dealing with is that them removing azamara from the loyalty matching uh, after sold being sold two years ago to sycamore they're finally making this move they probably just woke up one day is like listen what are we doing how can we save money well here's one way i don't know i made that up but i'm just guessing um i'm sure i'm sure there's somebody out there that can uh, correct me if that's not the case because at this point right now yes it is just a little bit of speculation all right <laughs> moving on let me ask you if i told you if I if I told you if I if I told you there was a company and the name of the company was Rebel Fish Creative Group, what would you think they do? Because it's crazy the way this world works nowadays. It's Rebel Fish Creative Group. What would you think they did? See, Norwegian hired them. Okay, Norwegian is now partnering up with Rebel Fish Creative Group. And maybe I'm naive and I was wrong. I got kind of excited about this. I thought maybe they were going to redo the shows. I thought maybe this was like some um, gallery that was taking over the art department. I thought it was any of these types of things. But what I did find out, it's not any of those types of things. And basically what it is, is an ad agency and nothing more. So Rebel Fish Creative Group, they're going to 
they just signed on with uh, Norwegian Cruise Line and they're going to do brand campaigns they're gonna head up their direct mail campaigns they're gonna help them out designing and creating and uh, expediting their billboards they're gonna help them shoot their TV commercials they're also gonna help them with social media and basically anything else that will help them separate you from your money one nickel at a time as they've been known to do and uh listen this is not necessarily a bad thing i was just getting frustrated reading some of these articles because i read multiple articles but you know the articles they're like trying to tell you like this is some great thing for the guests congratulations you know we 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 just hired we just hired rebel fish creative group this is and then it's all a bunch of self-congratulatory stuff you know rebel fish creative group in norwegian is a match made in heaven throughout what the hell is it i'm trying to find out what the hell are they they gonna what's what are they starting are they gonna design your water slides or what are we doing here are they gonna gonna do the shows like no you get to the bottom you find out you know they do branding they do social media they shoot tv so that's the marketing campaign they're changing the people that does all their marketing fine no harm no foul I just, uh, you know, just get, give us get to the facts, right? All right. I also wanted to talk about a cruise ship called the Astoria. The Astoria cruise ship, guys. And I did a story on this way back. It might have been a Patreon or I might have mentioned it on the show. I'm not sure. But this is a cruise ship. It only holds about 500 passengers. It was originally known as the SS Stockholm. And if you know what this is, so the, 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 the cut to the chase, I'm burying the lead here. This, they're shutting it down. They're sending it to scrap. And this is very, very significant because this is by far the oldest cruise ship at sea. Now, this thing used to do regular transatlantic crossings, and it was basically running alongside OGs like the Queen Elizabeth and the Andrea Doria. I don't know if you remember it, but if you're old like me, we all grew up, you know, we grew up in the 80s. And I remember, you know, Geraldo used to do these things where he would just unlock shit, you know, Al Capone's vault. Uh, the sinking of the Andrea Doria. The supposedly they stood. They found the treasure chest. Uh, there was all sorts of things. There'd be a special. You'd hear about it for three weeks. Uh, Geraldo's going to open the Andrea Doria treasure treasure chest. Uh, Geraldo's going to open the freaking Al Capone's old vault in Chicago, and then they'd never find anything in it. And it was always just a huge letdown. But it was a week of marketing or whatever. But the Andrea Doria, I remember hearing, it had a huge news cycle. And you always heard about what it was, what was going on. Like the Andrea Doria, Geraldo's going to open it up. And there's going to be treasures and jewels and artifacts. And you're going to find out who shot Kennedy and whatever else. I think that might predate Kennedy, actually. But uh, that's what I found out with the Andrea Doria. And here's the freaking kicker. The Andrea Doria was a cruise ship that sank guess what freaking sank her a collision with the Stockholm the SS Stockholm which is now the Astoria so this is a cruise ship that survived the, the thing was this thing was ordered in 1944 it started into service in 1948 it was an ocean liner and then in 1993 she got refitted to be a actual cruise ship and like i said held about 500 500 people still was sailing but finally after freaking over well over 60 years at sea the astoria is going to be no more it's going to be sold to scrap and boy is that a piece of maritime history right there but you imagine this is the thing that rammed the andrea doria and sank it incredible but yeah she's out she's done she's finished and uh She's moving on to pasture. What else do I have here? Okay, the Icon of the Seas. You guys know you're going to be hearing about this cruise ship a lot, right? Are we still going? Come on. Yes, we're still going. We're still good. Uh, There's going to be a lot of publicity surrounding the Icon of the Seas. There's never been a ship like this at sea. Dare I say maybe it is going to be the first cruise ship that is looked at. This might be the one. Maybe maybe this is the one where they say it's okay, it's time to get smaller again because there's just so many freaking things on it. It literally looks like something from the Jetsons. Uh, but uh, there's four different sailings that are going to be its inaugural season. And they're going to uh, basically two 
Eastern and one Western with another outlier Western. So just going through that real quick. She's going to run seven-day Eastern Caribbean sailings to St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Perfect Day at Coco Cay. Like I said, those will be seven days. And she's going to do 16 of those runs. I said St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Perfect Day at Coco Cay. Uh, she's also going to do Eastern runs that are St. Kitts, St. Thomas, and Perfect Day. So I think what you're talking about, what you're looking at here is alternating Eastern and Western. So the two Eastern runs add up to the amount of sailings that the Western runs has. So what it's probably going to do is do alternating Eastern, Western. But then of the Eastern, it's going to further alternate St. Kitts for St. Martin. Very, very simple, right? Makes sense. So there's going to be 16 of the versions with St. Martin, and there's going to be 17 runs when you're talking about the one with St. Kitts. And then if you go Western, you're going to go Roatan, Costa Maya, Cozumel, and Perfect Day. So that's four stops on a seven-day cruise, and there's going to be 31 of those. Now you want the outliers? There's going to be two, and they're both already sold out, Two runs where they do Costa Maya and Cozumel, and they give you three sea days. So that's going to be seven-day runs, three sea days, Costa Maya and Cozumel, two runs doing that, but both of them are sold out. And then the last story that we'll do is celebrity. Listen, I get it. Public relations, it's a thing, you know? Marketing, gimmicks, they're a thing. I'm not saying this is a gimmick. You never want to use the word captain and gimmick in the same sentence. And uh, before uh, before the women start going nuts, because I think they think they think I'm going to start saying something about Captain Kate. No, Captain Kate is one of the best things that has ever come to cruising over the last uh, 50 years. She she kills it. Her social media is as the kids will tell you lit. She's got a show. I forgot what the show is, but I'm recommending it. You go on YouTube, Captain Kate. She tells you how to use an azipod. She teaches you how to use an If you ever find yourself in a cruise ship, Captain goes down. The offices go down. They call you. Ralph, get to the bridge. We know you're not a captain, but, you know, you stacked shelves in a convenience store for three years at, back, in, back in 82. Get to the bridge. If you would have watched Captain Kate's show on how to operate it as a pod i'm not saying you wouldn't have messed it up but you'd be in a better position to be able to possibly pull it off than you would having otherwise not watched it but what i'm saying is what they're doing is for this new cruise ship you guys have heard of this one very very celebrated celebrity cruise ship coming up called the celebrity ascent they are having their who's the captain can anybody tell me who the captain is i'm sure you know because this is kind of like a little bit of an old story already two captains Two brothers. My question is why? It's a great story. I get it. It's a great story. But you know me. I'm a cynical asshole. Why? Other than the fact that it's a cool thing to say that you're doing. Are we try are we in a are we in a situation where we're really trying to save costs? Cut costs? Be profitable? How about how about this crazy idea? One captain. Is that is that is that nuts? If you want to save costs on a cruise ship, maybe maybe use one captain. I don't know. Not sure. Either way, I'm such I'm such an asshole. I know I shit on everything, but again, I get questions. Just questions. I'm questioning what, what, beyond being able to make the announcement that we are hiring because we we hired the woman. First woman captain at sea, we get that. Kate, great, great story, amazing, and that's legitimate, legitimate great story. But you got to follow that up. You got to outdo that. If I was Captain Kate, I'd be a little bit pissed. Listen, I'm the rock star, okay? Now you got two guys from Greece that are going to freaking take my shine. You know what I mean? We got to come up with a uh, creative name for the bridge. So, uh, two brothers. One is Demetrius, and one is Tassos, and then yeah, I mean you try to help. You try to pronounce Greek last names. Uh, ever go to a, a Greek uh, a Greek restaurant and try to pronounce the freaking things on the menu? Let's try. Let's take a shot at this. Kefetzis, Kefetzis, K A F E T Z I S, Kefetzis. 
So Demetrius and Tassos. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call them for the remainder of this article. I'm going to call them Demetrius and Tassos. That's what it's. That's what's going to happen. So they're going to run the brand new Celebrity Ascent. She's going to debut in 2023, and you know what year that is? That's this year. Now the two gentlemen who are brothers have a combined 50 years of experience in the business. Uh. Demetrius started with the company in 1990. Tassos started with the company in 1998. And that's just with the company. So like I said, they have over 50 years of experience. Um, as we mentioned, the ship was recently floated out. I talked about that in another episode. And uh, she's set to debut in December. And as we said also in another PR type of thing, she is being uh, labeled and billed as a twin sister. Twin sister of celebrity beyond i don't know what's going to happen next you had you know you had sister brand now you have twin sister brands if you're going to build an exact same cruise ship coming up in the future what are you going to call it maybe 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 attach them maybe attach the two ships call them conjoined conjoined twin sister ships i don't know is that a weird thing to end the show on i don't know i don't know either let's do it though let's freaking do it you guys are the best boat drinks cones there's a place where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere We'll all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from